Girl on the Run. My name is Amy Newfield. I'm a VTS in emergency critical care, and I'm so excited about today's podcast. I'm going to be talking about senior pets. I have a soft spot in my heart for our old animals that come into our hospital. And I know a lot of people think, well, they're just older. What's the big deal? We can just treat them the same as our middle-aged or, you know, even the younger dogs and cats that we see in our hospital. And that's actually not true. The way that our older pets experience and view veterinary hospitals is actually a lot different than our younger pets, for good and bad. There's pros and cons to to being an older person or an older pet, for that matter, right? So I think one of the biggest things that we have to remember when our dogs and cats enter into the hospital is that they're starting to lose their senses, right? As far as sight goes, a lot of dogs and cats will lose their ability to see in the dark first, and we have to take that into consideration when they come into our hospitals. Oftentimes, for example, we walk the dog into the dark radiology room, and a senior dog oftentimes will stop at the threshold of the doorway. They peer into the dark radiology room, and they don't want to go. And I've seen veterinary technicians or even veterinarians trying to pull on their leashes to drag them into radiology when all you have to do is turn on a light. They simply can't see. So we have to remember that. The same holds true for our cats. You know, turning on the lights, letting their eyes adjust, it's going to take a little bit longer time than a younger dog or cat. So just keep that in mind, uh, particularly if you work an overnight shift like I do sometimes at a specialty hospital. If you're taking them from a bright light hallway and you open up the door to the dark parking lot and they stop, <laughs> it's because they can't see. So certainly think about that as far as handling them. Most of our dogs and cats are going to lose some type of hearing, right? So they're going to have some hearing loss as they get older. Pets that were exposed to loud noises like hunting dogs often have experienced hearing loss sooner than others. And think about all the dogs with the chronic ear infections, right? They typically lose their hearing first and foremost. We talk to the pets all the time, right? I mean, I, I tell I tell stories to the dogs and the cats in the hospital. I tell them they're good boys or good girls. And you'll have those clients who say, well, he can't hear you, so don't bother talking to him. I still talk to them. It doesn't matter. I think it makes me feel good. But we do sometimes have to raise our voices or we have to make sure they can see us first before we grab them, right? Because we don't want to startle them. So sneaking up to them and then touching on their neck or on their head, they might flinch because they weren't expecting you because they never heard you coming. So certainly keep that in mind as well because they will lose some hearing loss. Taste. Oh my goodness, this is particularly true uh, in human beings, but definitely in dogs and cats as well. Pets will lose taste buds as they get older. Now, it's harder to quantify exactly how much of those taste buds get lost, but it's a significant amount actually in human beings. So there's an estimate that says that only one quarter of taste buds are still active in our geriatric pets. Well, this would definitely explain why all of those cats who were already finicky to begin with, and now they have chronic renal disease, do not want to eat at all, right? So remember what goes along with taste, the sense of smell. So warming up the food, getting stinky foods, all of those things will help with the fact that they've lost some of their taste buds, unfortunately. 
Smell. Well, smell is arguably the number one sense in our dogs. And it could be argued that it's pretty high up there as far as cats go as well. Human beings actually have only 5 million receptors in their nasal passages. And cats have about 80 million receptors. Dogs have 300 plus million receptors. And so dogs absolutely rely on the sense of smell as their primary sense. If you've been in this business long enough, at some point you've had a, a dog that is completely blind, right? They have no eyes at all, usually a pug. Um, And they still have the ability to, you know, figure out where the walls are, figure out where people are and all of those things because they have the other senses. But it's fantastic. I have seen completely blind pugs, they have no eyes at all, still manage to search out one kibble of food (laughs) using their sense of smell on the ground, right? So that's pretty impressive. Certainly, again, warming up the food, providing them more enticing foods, things like that. If they're losing their sense of smell and we don't know how to quantify that in our pets, that's going to help just getting them to eat a little bit more. Let's talk a little bit about some of the considerations that we see in our veterinary patients, particularly when they're hospitalized, right? So I think behaviorally, one of the things that we know that dogs can suffer from is an Alzheimer's-like process called canine cognitive dysfunction, CCD, right? There is some newer information that shows can cats can also be affected by a similar process. We just don't necessarily have a, a great name for it at this point. Um, a study out of UC Davis in 2001 showed that 30% of dogs between the age of 11 to 12 years of age showed some senility, while 68% had signs of senility between ages 15 to 16 years of age. There's a difference. So canine cognitive dysfunction is truly like an Alzheimer's-like process. They will get very forgetful to the point where as it manifests, they will forget to eat, much like a human Alzheimer's patient. They will just not know what time of day it is. They might wake up in the middle of the night and think it's actually daytime and start demanding food at weird hours. But then you have your senility, right? As they get older, they're going to get disoriented more. If things change... It's a problem. I think I have an infection for older pets because my mother was a director of nursing of a nursing home. And so, you know, when you're a child, you kind of grow up in the profession of your parents, right? So uh, I, I grew up, you know, having a love for all things woodworking, and then also older people, right? So I would frequently go to the nursing home, and it was not uncommon for me to be around older people. My mother always said to me time and time again, she said, older people do not do well with change. Seniors don't do well with change. They can't handle it. And I didn't know what she was talking about until I had my first older dog who turned geriatric on me. And then I knew what she was talking about. Older geriatric pets do not do well with change. They really struggle. So if they go in for surgery, just like human beings, they can become confused. They can become disoriented. They might not know what time of day it is just because of the change that happened in their life. And getting them back on track is significantly harder in our older pets, just like it is with our older people. Um, So certainly just keep that in mind. Be kind to them, right? As far as cats, make sure 
sure they have hideaway boxes. There's quiet areas for them. So help to reduce the level of confusion or frustration for them. Uh, think about using low-lying access liver, litter boxes, right? Or even um, chuckets, uh, you know, PP pads, things like that if they have bathroom issues. But try to make their environment as comfortable and as routine as possible. And you know that owner who wants to leave an article of clothing? That's probably a good thing because our older pets are not doing well with being in the hospital. They're confused. They don't know why they were there. Their whole routine um, was disoriented. I remember my grandfather, um, he was significantly older, um, almost 90 years old, going to Disneyland out in California, and he had a marvelous time. But that's a lot for someone of that age. And even though he had a great time, by the end of the day, he was completely confused and disoriented. He couldn't remember where he was. He didn't remember he was in California. He didn't know what was going on. And my mother just kept saying, you need to go to bed. It'll be better in the morning. And now I know exactly what was going on. Because I think we see this in our veterinary patients, but they can't talk to us us, right? You know, our older dog comes in and they get confused and then they stay up for all day long, especially if they're hospitalized, they tend not to get very good sleep. And then they start acting confused, right? They might walk into a wall or they might start vocalizing because they're completely confused. You know, that older dog that is pacing and panting in their cage and vocalizing. Yeah, I do understand it. They are completely disoriented because they're geriatric. We have to remember that our dogs and cats, as they get older, suffer from arthritis, right? Cats and small dogs are smaller, so they are they carry their weight a lot easier than our older, larger dogs. Um, that said, they do definitely develop arthritis. We just tend to not appreciate it to the extent of an older dog because the cat is still able to carry their weight a little bit better. But just remember this. First of all, we should not be scruffing cats. I'm not. This is not a lesson on behavior, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely not something we want to do. However, if you are scruffing cats, especially if they're older, 14, 15-year-old cats, there's a lot of arthritis in the spine. And if they're screaming, well, hands off their scruff, right? In general, don't do it. But this is also why we, we turn a lot of cats angry um, because they've got arthritis, right? That hurts. Think about the medial saphenous vein that we're laying a cat down and we're stretching them out and they're trying to get blood from the medial saphenous vein and how you're cranking on the other leg and pushing it up, right? Or moving it or extending it back. That hurts if you've got a lot of arthritis. So if you notice they're getting angry about their way you're positioning their body. It could be because they're telling you, hey, that really hurts. My legs are crunchy and I'm really old, right? Small dogs might bite when they tried to get picked up um, because it hurts, right? They've got arthritis on their sternum. They've got arthritis in their ribs. And now we're picking them up. And so even rolling a vein on a front leg for a catheter might be painful in a pet that has elbow arthritis. So keep that in mind. A lot of times we think, oh my goodness, this pet's being aggressive when really they're saying, you're hurting me. You're hurting me a lot, right? So keep that in mind. We certainly need to be careful when we're doing anesthesia in our older animals, right? Um, think about cardiac drugs that are safer, you know, less is more. If we can, you know, go ahead and give less drugs, that's always a good thing to our geriatric patients. Running full chemistry, 
blood works, right? So CBC chemistry, making sure they're healthy before we put them under anesthesia is really a big deal. Hopefully this made you think a little bit about our older senior pets. You know, I have just a special place for them. I think they're just wonderful. The great thing about senior pets is they've been to a veterinary clinic probably at least once, if not many more times in their lifetime. And they tend to be a lot more tolerant of procedures as they get older. Uh, there's just something wonderful about an old dog or an old cat looking at you. Uh, just really grateful for any level of care that you can provide them. Not to mention that that they're really bonded with their owners. And I think that's one of the best things about getting these older animals back to their, to their owners, right? Their owners need them and they need their owners. I'd like to dedicate this podcast actually to my beloved Miko, who recently passed away at the age of 15 and three quarters. And because uh, she was so old, the three quarters is really important. Uh, she loved and lived an amazing life and I miss her every day. And while it was only about a month ago, um, you guys, I think, all can understand what it what it means when they get to be a little bit older. Uh, they are so special, and that 15 and three quarters years flew by like it was nothing. So hug your older pets when they enter into your hospital. Just think of them in a different way than our younger animals because they are different. They're super special, and they're awesome because they're our senior pets. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast to Vet Girl on the Run. Check out all the other amazing content that you can find on Vet Girl on the Run. There's literally hundreds of hours of race-approved CE, not to mention plenty more podcasts. Have a wonderful day.